0: Hello, Polyam fam, and welcome to Talk Your Polly Off, presented by ilovepoly.org.
1: This is your podcast for ethically navigating your relationships, your
0: community, and yourself for a healthier and happier lifestyle.
1: This is Bella Doll. She is my sunshine full of giggles.
0: And this is Joshua Monsuda, the logic to my emotion and the chaos to my order. So now
1: you know us. Hello, seat and let's talk our poly off. Welcome to Talk Your Poly Off. Hi, Bella. Hi, Monsuda. How are you doing? Pretty good. That's hot. That's good. That's good. (laughs) So I'm pretty excited.
0: Yeah, why's that?
1: Yeah, because I collect curiosities, curios, oddities. Oh, true, true. And this weekend we happened to get some display furniture that would help better display the oddities that I collect. Yeah. So we spent a bit of the weekend... With that and the new shelves, trying to get things set up. And I've got all of my oddities cleaned up and on display. And they look fantastic in this brand new shelf.
0: They do. I have to say, I wasn't so sure how all these large furniture pieces were going to fit in our tiny little living room. But we made it work. And it honestly makes all your pieces stand out more. It's It's a really nice display case.
1: Yeah. And then there was, I have an old door knocker. Uh, like a gargoyle head door knocker that I haven't put on our door because I don't own this home and it's been just kind of waiting for a place to live and you pointed out a specific spot on the front of this display case where it would look perfect yeah and it does
0: I love it I love it all I do too
1: also we were having a conversation earlier I don't remember what it was about but it prompted me to get onto amazon.com and see if I could find porn (laughs)
0: You did. You went porn hunting on Amazon.
1: And you don't go porn hunting on Amazon. All you get is actual Hollywood movies that reference porn.
0: (laughs) Oh, we were talking about a a naked lady tapestry. Oh, right, right. I was like, can I order that on Amazon?
1: (laughs) So, yeah, that was kind of a disappointment. Yeah, not so much. But I did find Sleazy Does It with Sally Mullins (laughs) and Night Call Nurses from 1972. And then there's
0: Climax.
1: An awkward sexual adventure. Wait, my best one, Bigfoot's Wild Weekend. Anyway, yeah, so you're not going to find that on Amazon. Go back to your other places of porn perusing, oh, if that's your thing.
0: Good times. Oh, yeah, Um, I lost it.
1: <laughs> that was good. So I actually have a story that I wanted to kick this discussion off with today. All right. So the other day at work, as anyone that listens to this knows that I'm not always particularly fond of my day job because of some management material that is not management material. (laughs) And one of which is this guy who I considered a friend until he became a manager and kind of dropped the veil of what he's really about. Right. Anyway, so... In the process of the last year or so, to add to the COVID pandemic shutdown, I've had to deal with excessive targeting behavior yeah. from management. Yep. And total hostile work environment. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. If I wasn't managing myself in a better way, I probably would be unemployed or in jail. <laughs> But sometimes things happen that help me realize why it's important for me to do what I do and be where I am. Okay. And the other day, now a little backstory: we work on technology, electronic equipment, that sort of thing. So we need physical parts. Mm-hmm. I turned the warehouse around. Like I organized it. I categorized it. I set things up. I worked with the purchasing order person to make a really slick process on how to get things in the door properly and and inventoried right and accounted for in the system.
0: Yeah, you just made a proper process.
1: Right. And then as a part of that, when we label when the parts come in, we label the box with, you know, the part number, the description, the quantity. This is all kind of boring stuff, but you'll need to follow along with me for this one. So I had this nailed down, mm-hmm. ran it for a few years. All of this management hostility has kicked up to new levels increasingly through this last few months. And I was no longer to be involved in any of the inventory
0: stuff. <laughs> right. Like they just kicked you off inventory stuff.
1: Right. Which is cool because like that's less I have to do. And then I could just focus on this other job. Now, the other person who's normally done that was out or whatever and the manager needed things done. And of course, I can do them and I'm good at it. And I rocked it like I always do. It got to a point where I needed those labels I mentioned.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I told him I needed these labels and now they can only be done on this other person's computer instead of a shared computer experience to a shared printer. Of course. He seemed frustrated but realized That was their doing, not mine. So he logs onto this computer. He's like, okay, now you can print. And I was like, no, I actually need you to use his computer to make these labels. He's never done it before. (laughs) This guy's worked here seven years longer than I have. He's never done anything like this, and he doesn't know how to do it. I offered, because here's the thing, is that as much as I want to be like, well, it sucks to be you, right? Like, figure <laughs> it out, dumbass. You shouldn't have taken me out this job. I know that I want to succeed. Mm-hmm. And I want to put my best foot forward as much as possible. So I offered. I said, hey, if you would like, I could walk you through this. And he's like, no, I'll get it. <laughs> okay, you get it. I'm going to go back over here and do my job. And when you're ready, you let me know. Yeah. So he gets over there and he's like, what program do i need for this printer label (laughs) we just use an excel sheet here's the name of the excel sheet oh okay and then he loads it up and he's like i don't i don't and he just stares at it and then he (laughs) leaves it alone And he comes back to it an hour or two later (laughs) he's over there at his desk i would assume probably trying to understand how to do this
0: probably googling
1: maybe not even googling like contacting someone else in the company (laughs) right i'm eight feet away from this guy I've done this for years. He won't ask me. (laughs) I offer him again. Hey, I can do this. If you need, I will help you here. Right. So he's basically spending all this time trying to figure out how to get this label printed right. Yeah. And I'm doing my job. I've asked him twice now if he wants help. And he's like, no, I'm doing some other things. He'll get frustrated with it, walk away from it. (laughs) leave the room, come back in his room. He'll be I can hear him messaging on mm-hmm. our internal text message thing with the computers. Right. So he's trying really hard to figure this thing and it's not that difficult. It's an Excel sheet. <laughs> you change four different things, five different things, and then you click print and then choose the printer <laughs> and send it. Right. Well, he's not getting it right. He's printing the wrong kind of labels and stuff and then finally He's asking me what I need. Right. So I explain it to him in full detail. And because he doesn't like me, he doesn't want to listen to me. So he's getting it wrong and he's getting it wrong until finally we stumble through it <laughs> together in this passive ignoring type way.
0: <laughs>
1: and then I finally get the job done. Now, the reason why I wanted to talk about that right now is because specifically this person who i've known for years now has a really sensitive fragile ego Mm -hmm. and he creates these these walls and he tries to make himself better than what he is and i don't care that's his life now that he's a manager he has to do things in a different way right and he doesn't like being told what to do by someone that he is not fond of. Mm-hmm. And so his ego made him spend over three hours <laughs> doing what I could have taught him, what I've offered to teach him inside of five minutes. Right. That's how bad when you let your ego get in the way, that's how bad something can really <laughs> mess up your day. Yes. Right? Five minutes.
0: And it could have been
1: said and done and out the door. He would learn something new. I was happy to teach him. I treat him kindly on a daily basis. Yeah, Happy to do this thing. (laughs) So resistant because it affects his ego Mm -hmm. that he's willing to destroy half a day of work (laughs) trying to figure out how to print a label. So really, that brings us to today's topic with ego. And I know that we've addressed this. It's like every other topic that we discuss, we're going to talk about these things multiple times because just like last episode where we were talking about trying to figure out who we are, Mm -hmm. you made an extremely beautiful point that as life goes on, we change who we are. We do. And this is one of the places where if we want to be successful in our relationships, we need to learn how to wrangle this wild ego.
0: Yeah, and I just, I like to bring, I I like to basically break it down, right, into basics. Okay. So, if you think about it, as a person, we're constantly in battle with our ego. It's our ego versus our true self. Like our id. Like our id. Or, okay, Bella, what what is ego and what is true self? Funny, you should ask. Let me tell you.
1: Wait. (laughs) Sounds like you wanted me to ask that. No, no. I, I got this. Bella, Yeah. what is ego and what is true self?
0: Well, ego is basically the internal part of you that is focused on survival, protecting yourself at all costs. Uh, it's usually mostly fear-based. Yeah. Right? So even thinking about your coworker. He's trying to preserve his job and I have to know how to do this and I can't let a subordinate show me and well, I'm afraid and He feared. doesn't want to look
1: inferior. Right. He doesn't want someone that he sees as a threat to realize that he's not as smart as he wants everyone to think he is.
0: Right. Fear, protection from whatever threat he perceives, mm-hmm. whatever. Versus your internal true self, which is based in love and it's within us. It's basically our innate goodness. Um, or some say the spirit of the soul. Okay. Okay. So those two are in constant battle. And if you are trying to think of, okay, well, how does my ego play out? Or what are some aspects of ego? Think of things like resistance and sarcasm and put downs, blame, withdrawal, distrust, resentment, aggression, jealousy. All those mm-hmm. are coming from the ego in one way or another. Okay. Versus true self. Which brings about confidence and compassion and acceptance, forgiveness, gratitude, trusting, all of those types of emotions and feelings. Okay. Now, again, you're constantly in battle, but if we were to think about these in relationship language, right? Yeah. If we're, of course, this season we're focusing on self development, personal development, but if we think about it in relationship terms, ego love, ego based love, is more codependent love and relationship. True self-type love is more supportive relationship and love. Mm. Right? Makes sense.
1: Well, yeah. And then, like, even to take that to an extreme, because sometimes it's best to learn where these subtle things come from by looking at the extreme versions. Narcissists, people who manipulate and gaslight their partners, mm-hmm. a lot of that's ego-based. Absolutely. Absolutely. Versus compassionate and loving, it's I need to control you because I'm not ready to lose you or because you're not doing things the way I want them done.
0: Well, and I think falling prey, if you will, to our ego Mm -hmm. is easier than listening to our true self and the love and compassion because our lizard brain, right, the fear and the survival and all of that comes as second nature to us. So if our ego's in the way, and it's telling us, I'm doing this for your own good, and we need to do these things for self-perseverance, or preservation, rather, that's easier to go along with than stepping out of the norm and saying, lizard brain, wait, we are not in prehistoric days. I will be fine. This is a technology, computer, IT job. Right. Right. (laughs) Let me approach
1: this with compassion. It's fine. Well, and that's a thing, too, right, is... When I'm trying to help him learn so that all of our job gets a little easier, Mm -hmm. so that we can share the information, so that we're all as good as each other, we would flourish as a team. Right. And we would excel as a company. Yeah. Now, when he's feeling defensive or threatened, he's going to lock his shit down and he's going to try to figure it out himself because he doesn't want to admit that maybe he doesn't know this thing. Yeah. We don't all know everything. There's plenty of things I don't know, and I'm willing to learn it.
0: And maybe this comes from, I have no idea what his background is. It's totally a guess. But because we know that the ego is fear-based, maybe this comes from something in his childhood where if he didn't know something, he got made fun of. So now, as an adult, because as a child, you build your healthy ego, right? Right. Now as an adult, he's learned, i got to do this shit on my own. No one can show me or they're going to laugh at me. Right. And he doesn't want to be put in that place, so he's going to figure it out all on his own.
1: Right. And and so one of the things I think about is last discussion we had, we were talking about trying to figure out who you are. Mm -hmm. Standing naked in the mirror and acknowledging every bit of you. Yeah. And this is, I mentioned trying to find that that mental image of you. Mm -hmm. This is where paying attention to the ego is important, where you're standing naked in the mirror and you have two options, vulnerability or defensiveness. Right. Right. I'm going to be open with myself. I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to talk about my saggy titties or (laughs) whatever it is.
0: How did you know?
1: (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to be honest with myself. I'm going to have this dialogue with myself that says it's okay not to know everything. I don't know how to make this label and that's okay because it's just a label or I can be defensive and I could say I need to figure this out otherwise someone's going to laugh at me or I'm going to lose my job or whatever it is like this person who I feel threatened by is going to see my weakness and pounce on me and (laughs) you know murder me on the spot.
0: Well it's so funny too because I swear to God fucking management doesn't get this And you'd think people who worked their way up through the ranks to become management would understand this. But the simple basic task of someone asks a question and you don't know the answer, you go find the answer. Find someone who knows. Don't make shit up on the fly. You want to help them with the correct information. So it's... Not a poor reflection of you. It's actually a good reflection of you if, as an employee, you can step back and be like, oh, shit, I don't know the answer to your question. Let me admit that. Right. I don't know because I don't know everything. But you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to go the extra mile to find someone who knows and will get you that information. You'll go so far in life and in your job and in relationships if you can admit that little piece. But then by the time you get promoted to management, it's like it falls out of your head. Well, I think...
1: So, because I do work in a technology-based environment, one of the things that's been readily prevalent in understanding how management chooses what they choose is that they find someone who's a really good employee, who does what they're told and shows up on time and has a really good track record. Yeah. And they say, that person does good at this job. Let's give them a promotion. So this person, not specifically the boss, but a generalized this person Mm -hmm. is really good at technology-based stuff. Let's reward him by promoting him and putting (laughs) him into a field that he hasn't trained for, human relations. Right. And I think that's the downfall of a lot of companies is that they see the good qualities that you have on the knowledge set that you have. And they switch it up to something you don't even know what to do. Totally. I've tried to explain this. To my current job a couple of times with a d- couple of different positions yeah. and they don't want to hear it because that means they'd have to do extra work and they're not fond of that.
0: So turn this around in the dating world though, right? Oh yeah, if definitely. If bring this back into polyamory, fucking even the basics could be a monogamous relationship. You're single and out on a date with a new person, Uh right? And we all talk about the front that we put up when we're out on a date and we're getting to know someone new and we're trying to put our best face forward, all these things. Let's say you're in a conversation with somebody at a first date dinner and they're like, oh yeah, did you read that book? And you want to get along with this person. You want them to think highly of you. And if this is something they enjoy, let me show them that I'm on the same page. And then your response is, oh, yeah, totally. It was an excellent book. I really love the author. Oh, what else do you love from that author? Uh, instead of simply saying, oh, shit, I've never heard of that book. Tell me about it.
1: Right. This this is usually how episodes of sitcoms work. (laughs) Because instead of just being honest and saying, oh, I've never actually read that book. Put your ego aside. Right. They, they often are like, oh, yeah, I totally read that book. You know, the, the other person goes to the bathroom. They're Googling <laughs> some snippets or whatever. Yeah. And they come back. And eventually, by the end of the episode, they're confronted. They have to admit that they're, they're, they lied about it and that it was all a fallacy to impress somebody. Right. So what I think we would like to do is avoid sitcom scenarios. Yeah. As funny as they are on television, they're awkward and hard to deal with in real life because things don't end after 30 minutes. I mean the date probably would, <laughs> but the reality of existing beyond that would not.
0: And there's not an a live studio audience sitting there clapping for ear, oh it's okay. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah. So when it comes to dating and relationships That's where the ego thing also becomes an issue, right? Mm -hmm. Where you don't want to show vulnerability to your partner in a way which makes the partner think less of you. And I think that in some scenarios or in some people's perception, this is even more an issue in polyamory because, oh, geez, she's not only going to not be interested in me. She's got a world of people to choose from and she could be dating three or four different people. And what if she's telling My metamor, her other partner, just how stupid I am or how little I can run a mile or, you know, these things. And then suddenly your ego is like, oh, geez, I've got to be the best partner I can be so that I can shine above all. Right. And, And it really it's not because you want to shine above all. It's because you don't want to feel small and dumb.
0: Right. You're afraid. It's that fear. You are protecting yourself. You want to be chosen. And again, going back to prehistoric days and the lizard brain. People survive in packs, in tribes, together as one. And if I get voted off the island, so to speak, because I don't get chosen to be part of the really cool polycule, I will not survive. Right. Yeah.
1: And then just wander the world alone, like (laughs) Kane from Kung Fu. Oh, no. Oh, that's a reference even before my time, but I (laughs) like it. So, So that's the thing. And really when we talk about this... When we talk about this topic or any other, we're not saying that this is the actual only reason for anything. I mean, it's all open to interpretation. But...
0: And again, Google's your best friend if you want to learn more.
1: Right. So I'm not saying that this is 100% of the time always the answer to everything. But it, it does happen enough that it can help us learn how to adapt and overcome.
0: Right. And again... If we're learning how to figure out our ego, we're learning how to maneuver it, when to set it aside, when to trust in it because it really is there protecting us. If we can maneuver our ego now, when we're just working on the one person, I'm focused on myself, then by the time we get in relationship, even if we're focusing on friendship and we're not dating at the time, then being able to see those flags and be like, oh shit, my reaction was shitty because it was from my ego and it should have been this. We've had many conversations or arguments where we were in the middle of growing and we'd say something and be like, oh, snap, that's not what I meant. This happened. That was my defensiveness. My ego stepped in. Let me try that again.
1: Well, and that's a really amazing point to make at that point in time is that you often don't realize when your ego is taken over. Mm -hmm. And especially so when you're having issues with somebody. Like, there's a reason that this boss and I don't get along. It's convoluted, not for this podcast, but we don't get along. And a lot of it's because ego has gotten in the way. Yeah. And I am not a fan of people who guard their ego and use that as a constant shield. Mm-hmm. And I probably call people out more than I should. <laughs> I don't try to be shitty about it. I want them to grow. Mm-hmm. And I want to help. And sometimes I need to learn. That my help isn't always wanted, especially in the way that I frame it. Like, quit being a fucking dick. (laughs) No one needs that shit. We all just want to do our job. Right. That doesn't go well. (laughs) Back to what I was saying is that we don't always realize when our ego has taken over. We don't realize when we just started getting defensive Mm -hmm. or when we need to control someone because we're afraid of losing them. We're afraid of their other new partner outshining them. Like, we don't realize often that we're doing these things. Right. And that's why, again, going back to last episode, if you take that time to constantly talk to yourself in the mirror, be open and be vulnerable, you could do the same thing when it comes to your ego. Like, why did I get defensive
0: I was just going to say that. Yeah. Let's say you come home from work and you're pissed off about something or you come home from visiting family or whatever it is and doing the the mirror questions. Man, I'm fucking pissed off right now. And that person was shitty and blah, blah, blah. Okay. But why am I so mad? Well, because they made me look stupid in the grocery store. Okay. But what do you care if who looks stupid to who? Like, where is this coming from? And if you can drill it all down and being like, Oh, well, I'm afraid of people not thinking I'm smart enough or whatever. And that's the root cause. Well, fear and being afraid. So my ego was trying to protect me. This is an ego response. Maybe it wasn't the best. How could I have come at it from a a true love and inner self perspective instead of the the way I did?
1: Right, because it's not always easy to tell yourself that the people in the grocery store don't give a shit if you look dumb. Like, right. You're just a snapshot in their day. You don't know them. They don't know you. They don't care. They're, to, they're there to get their broccoli and their soda. <laughs> they're not there to
0: watch your life. And the more that you could... You won't catch yourself in the act in the beginning. It may take you years, but the more you practice the reflection of it and you can start pinpointing it after the fact, the better you'll get at... Closing down that margin, margin? Yeah. Between after the fact and in the moment. You'll get a little bit closer until finally you're able to be like, oh shit, can we pause this argument? Because I think my ego just got in the way.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, and then here's the other thing too, which because if this was easy, we'd have all done it. No right? problem. What happens is when you start really drilling down to look at your ego and to look at where your ego is stumbling you up. Your ego doesn't like that. So it creates like its own electronic countermeasure or ECM. It's defense mechanisms on top of defense mechanisms. It sees that you're starting to figure out the root of why it's doing what it's doing. And that it might not be necessary. And so your ego wants to survive. I'm talking about it like it's its own separate right, entity. Right, right. <laughs> think, think of
0: inside out. And think of one of those little people is ego. Oh,
1: yeah. Ego doesn't want to get kicked out. Right. So ego like, oh, This person's starting to realize why they're doing this and that it's my fault. I better cover this up. We are also trained that we don't want to show fear. Mm -hmm. We don't want to admit that we're afraid because that makes us weak. Or, you know, whatever that string of thoughts is, your ego is realizing that you're seeing you naked. (laughs) And it wants to put clothes on you. It wants to put armor on you. So it's like... shield. Yeah. So it's like, oh... So don't say these things to yourself because that's scary and that's hard. So let's try to deflect that again, yep. right? So there's a lot of twists and turns when you're trying to drill it down.
0: You're literally in battle, like I said in the beginning. Your true self, good compassion, goodness, is battling that little ego man inside your brain who wants. to I don't to be think fearful. ego is
1: gender specific.
0: Did I say gender?
1: Little ego man.
0: Oh, apparently in my head it's a man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm sure that's but, what it is. <laughs> but they're
0: in constant battle all the time because it's not like you get control of ego and you're like, yeah, I got my reins on this bitch. We're good. Right. And then it's all good forever. That ego is going to be there every argument, every public setting, every work day. Something's going to come up. So you're going to get a lot of practice at this.
1: Oh, yeah. So I said, again, last episode. I don't know why I keep referencing. Yeah, that, you really
0: liked last episode. I
1: did. <laughs> I didn't like public speaking. Right. So when I became the president of my college business class, I had to public speak every Friday in front of 30 people that didn't want to be there and wanted me to shut up so they can get out early. Yeah. My ego was constantly telling me, they're going to think you're stupid. You're going to stumble on your words and they're going to point and they're going to laugh and everyone hates your stupid face. (laughs) Right? Just sit down and shut up or make it go by as fast as possible. At that time... My defense mechanism was humor. I'd make fun of myself. I'd debase myself for the enlightenment of other people so that they didn't hate me. They thought I was funny, even if they thought I was stupid. All of which still comes from the ego. Correct. But because I wasn't just willing to accept that this was my job, and they don't really care because by lunchtime, they'll have forgotten the meeting. Right. Right? Or they would have been like, hey, I wanted to add this to the meeting or whatever, which often happened. And it wasn't until I practiced this on a regular basis, I was forced to practice this mm-hmm. on a regular basis, that I started realizing no one's pointing and laughing except for when I make jokes. Right. If they think I'm a fucking idiot, they're not saying it and they still treat me like they like me. Mm-hmm. And... Oftentimes, like I said, they come up and they say, hey, I wanted to add this in the meeting. And then the weird thing is, is oftentimes they would even say, but I didn't want to say it in front of everybody. And then it clicked. Holy shit, they suffer from a lot of the same ego problems that I'm suffering from. So I could learn to connect and resonate. And I could help them with their own by using my own experiences. Mm -hmm. Those are the kinds of things that could help build a healthier, true self. And help get rid of that ego a little bit. I mean, I guess there's some issue that maybe ego is good for you at certain times. I was
0: just going to say, like, we're making it sound like ego's always bad. And it's not always bad. E- ego does have a purpose. It is there to protect yourself. You see fear. Like, something makes you afraid, it's going to get you out of the situation. But what our old-school prehistoric lizard brain thinks is something to be afraid of isn't valid anymore so we need to retrain our brain and our ego to understand the true things to be afraid of right Is, if i were
1: to think about this I, i'm sorry i no, totally just had this weird little epiphany because because right now you're talking about basically instinct mm-hmm. right your instinct says fight flight or flee
0: well, there's a few no, more. No, fight, that,
1: flight, or freeze. There's a, and
0: there's a few more that have been added, like right. fawning and something that. There's
1: else. like five of them. Yeah. At any point. So your instinct is driving some of these things. Mm-hmm. Now, the ego is adding on to that. It's kind of like your perception of yourself and your perception of others. It comes from that fear. It comes yep. from judgment, criticism, like these sorts of things. What if we switched out the word ego for esteem okay so now you're going to run not from a place of ego but a place of esteem mm-hmm. more specifically self-esteem right you can say i don't feel comfortable speaking in front of people but now to add the esteem i'm gonna do all right nothing's gonna kill me the Dinosaur's not gonna jump out and bite my head off in the mm-hmm. middle of this speech <laughs> there's no real threat to my life and anyone that has a bad view of me also isn't going to hurt me. And everything is going to be okay. Because I Because I'm, I'm pretty good at this. Yeah. And then come from that place. So maybe if we replace our ego a little bit with esteem mm-hmm. or all the way. Because I think ego is... Ego has a bad rap. I think ego is a bad rap. But I think... Oh shit. I'm starting this really weird... Spiral rabbit hole. I think ego is actually bad in every situation because we loosely associate ego with like confidence, Mm -hmm. right? But it's not the ego that creates that confidence, it's the esteem. So, yeah, totally rabbit holing, right? I think it's a
0: great idea, a great concept. I'd have to like think about it a little bit more,
1: resonate on it. Right. So, if we're thinking that the ego can help us push past a hard spot, Mm -hmm. right, versus letting our esteem help us through a tough spot.
0: Now, is our esteem that... Inner goodness, that true love is that esteem. It's love for
1: yourself, care Mm -hmm. for yourself, compassion for yourself. Maybe even compassion for the other person that you know that they can be better. You hold them in a higher regard that says, "I know this person genuinely has a good heart, and they're just kind of being shitty." So I don't need them to do this to me because I don't need them to bring themselves down to this level. Yeah. So whereas ego would be like, you know, I don't need your bullshit. Like I'm fucking awesome. And you're being a piece of shit. The ego, the defensiveness says, make yourself cool at the expense of this other person. Mm -hmm. And so you're having a dispute. You and I are having an argument. And I'm like, fuck you. You don't know shit. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm the shit. Right? I'm awesome. Right. I just put you down. I just said some things in a really mean way. And I'm doing that to protect my feelings.
0: Well, and that's where that true love Mm-hmm. Self-love or esteem comes in and comes from a place of compassion. Yeah. So, like we said earlier, they're always in battle
1: yeah. inside of us. So, like, if we did that same situation with esteem, right? A self-esteem, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the esteem is holding yourself or others or things to a regard of value in, in a sense, mm-hmm. right? So, you say something, I don't agree with it, and I'm like, you know, Bella – I know that you don't really see me that way, and I feel like what you did was kind of shitty just now. I think that I'm pretty good at what I'm doing here, and I and I feel good about myself, and I don't appreciate the fact that you just talked to me that way because it was unnecessary and kind of uncalled for.
0: So maybe that response is ego and esteem coming together hand in hand to produce that.
1: I think it would be...
0: Where it's, it's a protection, you're still protecting yourself but you're protecting yourself from a place of love and compassion which is the esteem working with the ego in a positive way
1: maybe (laughs) i don't know i don't i don't don't think so because the ego is like the the super defense Mm -hmm. and in order to survive in a super defense you have to decimate your enemy (laughs) right i think it's instinct and instead of putting the armor of ego on you're putting the power of esteem in place. Okay. You're saying, I can be confident in myself, and I can stand my ground without needing to destroy my enemy. Right. Versus the ego, where it's like, raise your sword and shield, boys, because we're going to war.
0: Right. Well, and that reminds me of a quote from Carl Jung, if we're talking about kind of getting rid of the ego, Uh right? So he once said, quote, The first half of life is devoted to forming a healthy ego. The second half is going inward and letting go of it. End quote.
1: Right. And Jung did a lot for psychology Mm -hmm. and was very knowledgeable. He talks about healthy ego.
0: But what you're talking about is getting rid of ego and basing oneself in esteem and love and compassion, which sounds like what he's saying early on. When we're growing and living and learning, we need to build a healthy ego. We need that protection. We need to figure out life and all that. While it may be shitty at times, we learn, oh, that was a really crappy response. Let me figure that out. So then the second half of life is letting go. I don't need you anymore, ego. Be gone. I've figured out a better way.
1: So maybe it could be seen as building a healthy ego is helping you develop the thicker skin to get through the harder parts of your developmental stages and then shedding that armor as you can handle your own world as your
0: love shines through
1: but what if we just switched his quote to say the first half of your life is spent developing your self esteem and the second half is using that self esteem to propel you forward through until you're dead
0: that's a beautiful <laughs> quote. I think we should post that on Instagram.
1: I don't think we should. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, I get where he's coming from because of the fact that when you are young and impressionable and you're crystallizing basically your moral fiber or your structural integrity, you need to have some kind of ability to stand up to the things you're afraid of and right. stand up to the things that might hurt you. And you need to be able to do that in a healthy way. Yes. And because of being young and impressionable, it's not always easy to do. No. And, I mean, I personally was raised in kind of harder environments. Mm -hmm. I needed my ego, I thought, when I was younger. And I utilized the shit out of it for way too long. And it took me years to realize I don't need all of this stuff keeping me from connecting emotionally with people because you're going to get hurt anyway. Right. Accept it. Be vulnerable and be open and have the esteem to know that even if someone says you're a piece of shit, you know that you are not a (laughs) piece of shit. Right. I don't know. I kind of rabbit holed this whole episode with this little weird – understanding or epiphany or whatever you want to call it
0: (laughs) realization (laughs) i think we covered ego pretty well though
1: yeah i mean i agree and i also feel that especially when it comes to building relationships the more you use your ego to defend yourself in a relationship the more you're setting yourself up to see your partner as someone you got to defend against
0: right it's not me versus you Right. It's us as a team. So when there's disagreements or we're not on the same page, why are we not coming together with love and compassion? Why is it so combative for some couples? Right. You know? uh, for
1: all couples, it's certain instances yeah. in their relationship, maybe.
0: But if you have the ability to set that ego aside, mm-hmm. see someone else's point of view, then maybe the relationships will grow stronger roots. You know, we're all going to fight and have disagreements and arguments now and then, but they don't have to be catastrophic. Right. We learn to communicate a little bit better, understand each other a little bit better, come from a place of love and compassion, set the ego aside, and we all get to grow and flourish together.
1: Right. And the, the teamwork, that's such an important part. It's like with this boss and the printer, if he would have allowed his ego to be set to the side… Mm-hmm. We could have had that stuff printed and out of the way in five minutes and been on to other projects. Yep. We could have grown as a team.
0: Right. And you're doing well in the position and the job reflects on him as your manager. Right. So he shouldn't be threatened by it if he could set his ego aside.
1: Right. So when like, when we're talking about with relationships, even at a time where you feel threatened, take that time and drill off that ego and work together as a team. And you might be surprised that... Even an argument you think you guys have had for years, suddenly the ego is gone. And you both, or all three, or 57 of you might see things in a way that you've never seen them before.
0: Yep. If you've got a story about an ego to share, or you've got questions, comments, concerns, want to talk to a voicemail because you've got no one else to talk to, give us a ring at 209 209-536-8976. And you can leave a voicemail or send us a text.
1: That typo phone is 209-536-TYPO. All right. So let's put this ego to the side and go do what we're going to do for the rest of the night. Sounds and
0: like a plan. We
1: will get back with y'all next week.
0: See you next Tuesday.
1: Bye, Polly fan.
0: Thank you for talking your Polly off with Bella. And Monsina. You can find our Facebook page in the links.
1: Or by searching for I Love Polly and liking the page. Polyamory, get your heart on.
0: You can also find I Love Polly on Instagram and Twitter by searching I Love Polly Cares.
1: If you want us to help you navigate to all of our online presence, check out the show notes or come on over to ilovepoly.org. We would love to hear from you.
0: That's right. And you can get in touch with us by emailing podcast at ilovepoly.org.
1: That's singular podcast, not plural.
0: So until our next discussion, Polyam fam.
1: Live like there's no tomorrow.
0: Laugh until it hurts.
1: And And love love without without limits.
0: limits.